If you want to be part of the 1%, you have to be willing to do what 99% of people are unwilling to do. Ideas are cheap, everyone has them, but few have what it takes to walk them out. Hi there, my name is Kenneth Ott and welcome to Grow Time where we explore ideas to help you live a high performance life. And today we're talking about how talk is cheap and being boring is the secret sauce to success. And we'll cover why executing boring details is more important than coming up with a great idea and moving fast and breaking things when achieving any type of success. And this applies to business, this applies to personal goals, this applies to finances, health, all areas of your life. So um, let's start by just talking about the idea of fame and fortune. So most, most of us see and hear the loudest people on the planet and equate that with success. But if you look at any truly successful people or championship athletes or great kings of ancient times, you quickly see a trend. The ones that talk the loudest and boast the most are typically the ones that crash and burn. And the most successful people may talk, but only after they've actually been put in a position to do that by success and excellence by the success and excellence that they've actually achieved. And they do it with wisdom, right? Fortune or true excellence must come before fame, contrary to the popular influence culture of our current day. And so um, I want to talk about this this idea of ideas because ideas alone don't lead to success. Ideas are a dime a dozen. Everyone has them. They're incredibly common, yet successful execution is actually what's rare. And even the most brilliant, innovative ideas fail without execution. And uh, true achievement comes from actually doing the work, not just thinking about the thing, right? I, I have, um, it's funny, I've worked with hundreds of companies, maybe even thousands over the last 20 years. And I've gotten to see successful ones and ones that fail. And contrary to what most people believe, and what I was surprised at is, it turns out I've seen great ideas not work and have the businesses fail. And I've seen mediocre ideas with great execution succeed. In, uh, and, and succeed tremendously with, with massive success. And, and you can tell, and it makes sense, it turns out the idea, while it's important, is not really the part that actually brings the success. The reality is, is progress and results come from all the effort put in and really not the genius of the actual idea itself. I mean, a great idea followed by great execution is really what you want. But even a mediocre idea or a bad idea followed by great execution can be really powerful. But on the flip side, a great idea with no execution and poor execution will never be successful. So this doesn't mean that ideas aren't worth anything. It just means that execution and the boring stuff and the doing is really where the success happens. And the idea will actually get done if you don't do it. I'm not going to get into this topic too much, but it's really interesting to me. Have you ever thought, 
seen something you're like, oh, I had that idea. I wanted to do that thing. And it was done. And maybe it was an idea for a book. Maybe it was an idea for business. Maybe it was a solution as a product. Maybe it was, you know, whatever. My grandfather was an inventor and he had idea after idea after idea. And he was actually a great executor and he did amazing things. But um, he had so many ideas that it got to the point where he was seeing, um, and he would go to the extent of like designing and inventing the thing. And, and then years later, he would see the thing in, um, in the wild, right? Um, my grandfather swears that he invented the fanny pack. Now, you may say that that might not be, that might not be something to be proud of. Because you know the fanny pack is uh, not ne- not exactly the uh, the dream child of of the day, but they're very popular. And he swears that he invented the fanny pack. But the truth is, is is on that particular one, he didn't execute on it. If he did, and what's really interesting is when you have an idea, it will actually get done whether or not you do it, right? And if you're a spiritual person, God's plans are going to get done with or without you. You can choose to be a part of it or not. That's, that's what I believe. And so I try and emphasize this in my life, this idea of executing on the potential and the true desires, the true callings and ideas that I've been given as I've been, I've been sent to actually steward them and maximize them and expand them. And if I don't, they're going to be get, get done no matter what. I, and and I would feel disappointed if I were not part of that, right? And that doesn't mean you execute on every idea, but we all have the ideas and the desires and the visions inside of us that we know we're supposed to be moving on. So why aren't you? Let's get into that. So I want to talk about this concept of the sloppy entrepreneur. The sloppy entrepreneur is something I've talked about before. It's this concept of how entrepreneurs are, the the picture of an entrepreneur is glorifying the idea of moving fast and breaking things, right? This is made popular by, you know, the the, um, brilliant, brilliant Mark Zuckerberg. I say that sarcastically uh, because I just don't, I don't think it's a smart concept. And um, the truth is, is that sustainable success requires immense precision and stellar quality. And if you can move fast and break things, then maybe you're not doing something that matters that much. Just let that sink in for a second. Because if you're sending, if you're doing something important, how could sloppiness be okay? Right? And I would argue that all of us are called to do something important, just about how you look at it. But business owners, founders, leaders, they cannot, be, cannot afford to be sloppy. They must be experts with laser focus and laser precision. So, there, so I, I remember the story of Elon Musk sleeping in the factories. Right, By the way, he's one of the richest people in the world, right? Most successful people in the world. And I'm not saying he's the greatest thing in the world or anything like that. I'm not saying he is or isn't. I'm just simply saying, as one of the richest people in the world, one of the most successful people in the world, maybe even one of the smartest people in the world, He was sleeping in factories, right? And he has hundreds and thousands of employees. He was sleeping in the factories trying to figure out why they were having production issues. That is someone who cares about the details of what's going on. You can um, read similar things about Steve Jobs and other founders. And by the way, I'm not saying you should be like these people because these people suffered greatly. 
right? They, they, um, they sacrificed a lot. Maybe sacrifices that you wouldn't want to make. They're, they're sacrifices I wouldn't want to make. That doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice those things in order to be excellent. But you do have to be excellent if you're going to do anything at a successful level. So you look at companies like Apple and Tesla and SpaceX and um, other examples of various companies that have to be very precise and are very, very high quality and good. Like these companies have to be great or people die. Like when you're sending rockets to out of space, there, there is no move fast and break things, right? There is no sloppiness, execution, boring details matter. And is it possible that if maybe social media companies and tech companies like Facebook's exercise a little bit more wisdom, a little bit more precision, a little bit more poise and patience, that maybe we wouldn't have the anxiety and the mental health crisis that's going on right now? Maybe. I, I think maybe that's true, right? So sloppiness kills businesses. It creates chaos. And it's, a, it's an enormous expense. Right. And the reason, just to kind of make sure we're clear, the reason sloppiness happens is because people don't want to do the boring things. People don't value the boring things. Boring things are important to success. I have a story of a friend of mine, um, or it's actually a business. A friend of mine bought a business. It's one that I helped him assess. And I knew this business, I actually knew the founder. For seven years, I followed, I, I was friends with the founder of this business. And I didn't really know the intricacies of the business itself, like how, the, how, how it was doing. I just saw the external metrics and things. And everything on the outside was doing great. The product line was beautiful. They had um, you know, tons of success. They got up to about $7 million a year, which at the time was, was very successful for this like small business that he started from nothing in a very short period of time. And uh, long story short, it turned out he did not value the boring things, did not value the small things, did not value the precision and mismanaged and you know, took what looked like a great business. And in the end, this was only a few years later, um, in the end, the business was doing $300,000 a year. So it dropped from 7 million to $300,000 a year. And even doing $300,000 a year, they were losing $30,000 a month. And uh, a friend of mine bought it for pennies on the dollar, like essentially nothing. That's what happens when you don't value the boring things. You only value the big shiny ideas and not the execution, right? And so there's a spectrum here. There's a spectrum between like executing, not executing at all, and then executing sloppily, right? But you, what, what, what success really comes when you execute and do the things that no one else wants to do. That's how you get real success. Um, I can keep going. And I'll just end on this story for this little area. Like we've all heard of the whole crypto implosion, right? The FTX thing that happened in 2022 or 2021 and the mass chaos and the the destruction to so many people. I have friends who had their entire life worth, which is probably not smart, in those companies that, that, that are, and they now have nothing because of the implosion of those companies. And it was because there was a mismanagement 
and a lack of attention to detail to what actually mattered to running those businesses in a successful way. And it caused chaos and hurt and destruction to all those around it. And I'm sure you have stories of this and, and, and I can probably just continue naming, this, naming these. You see them in the headlines every day, right? It turns out that moving fast and breaking things and being sloppy is not good. It's reckless. And, and the success lies in the boring stuff. By the way, I'm speaking this to myself because boring stuff is not fun in and of itself. That's why most people don't get success because, they're, they're, because it isn't fun. So guess what? If you do the boring stuff and, and you do the things that no one else wants to do, then you'll get the success that most people don't have. So let's talk about how you love the boring stuff. It's actually much deeper than this. The way you execute, how you act, how you lead, how you build, all of that takes work. And it takes being an amazing leader that cares about doing the boring things. Doing mundane, boring work is what separates success from failure and even success from destruction. Successful people willingly do boring things all day long that most people try to avoid. To be in the top 1%, you must do what 99% of people opt out of. To be in the top 1%, you have to do things differently than the rest of the 99%. And I'm not just talking about wealth here, but there's an idea that 1%, that the 1% is actually bad. That is not true. True excellence is never bad. And we should all be working to be in the 1% of what we are meant to be working on, what we're called to be doing. That's called stewarding what you have well, maximizing it. Right? It's fun to come up with ideas, but it's critical to roll up your sleeves and actually execute on the things that are not fun, the boring tasks. And if you truly want extraordinary results, you simply can't put in half-hearted, sloppy work or no work at all. Or you can't get a dream by just dreaming. Right? You must put in extraordinary inputs, extraordinary actions to get extraordinary results. I've never seen anything extraordinary come from something unextraordinary with regard to actions, right? So these, these include things like in your personal life, tracking finances, dialing in your nutrition, working out early when no one wants to get up or you know, not eating when people want to eat or doing quality control or improving processes. All these things are the boring things. Sometimes the the not so fun things, sometimes the painful things that most people are not willing to do. And everyone wants the amazing body. What's interesting is the solution is so easy, right? It's, it's uh, work out and eat right. Probably eat less and eat right and work out. That's how you get the amazing body. So if it's so easy, why are, why are people looking for the secret to weight loss? All, all over the place. Why are um, there's so many pills that can get you all these different things? There is a billion dollar industry around weight loss when the secret to weight loss is really simple. Why is that? Most people aren't willing to do the hard stuff. So if you want the thing, you got to do the hard stuff to get the thing, right? Okay, so let's talk about six steps that you can take to balancing 
big ideas and vision with boring details, okay? Because the two have to be in balance. All right, step number one, you have to think big and believe in your abilities. Like you have to understand the greatness that you have inside of you. And you have to be willing to not be limited by limiting beliefs as it's called or doubts and fears that you have. You have to be willing to accept that big ideas are possible. These things that I have visions for are possible and I can possibly do them, right? You have to believe that. Small thinking is something, you just stop there. One, if you're thinking small, you just stop there. You don't continue on, right? You need to think big and you have to believe big things. That's number one. You have to be aware of yourself and your talents and the gifts that you've been given. Number two, you have to improve at things that are outside of your comfort zone. And okay, so it's very, very important to get good at unenjoyable tasks, right? Things like, and, and things that are unenjoyable to you. So they might be like, if you're in a business, like it might be numbers and accounting, it might be managing people in your personal life. It might be nutrition and fitness. It might be personal finances. It might be uh, getting up on time in the morning. Ooh. Uh, we all struggle with that, right? It's not easy for anybody. Um, I've actually talked about, I've, I'll link to another episode where I go deep into why the morning is so special and some hacks and some habits that you can actually create to make that a little more successful for you. But the idea is you have to get comfortable with things that most people are not comfortable with, right? It's not okay to say, I'm not good at this thing, whatever it may be, right? So if you run a business, I'm not good at, I've heard, I'm not good at, good at accounting. I'm not good at marketing. I'm not good at technology. I'm not good at math. I'm not patient. I've heard all these things and it is not acceptable or you will not be successful if you are not good at those things in some capacity, right? doesn't mean you don't hire people that are good at those things. You still have to understand them, right? And if you can't hire someone, then you have to get good at them. But they have to be done at an excellent level. That's the point, to be successful. So that's, that's number two. Number three, pursue a calling and then enroll the help of others around you. And so we've t- I've talked about this idea and I'll link to it, this idea of pursuing what your calling is. You need a guiding star and you need to find that guiding star if you're going to do this at an excellent level. If you're going to pursue an idea and execute on that idea, that idea and do the hard things and the boring things, you need to be motivated by a strong why. And that comes from understanding what your calling is, what your mission is. And so it's not nice to have. It's essential. Any, any successful person dating way back into ancient times or even now, like Steve Jobs and Elon Musk both, had, both have clear missions and callings that that are why they pursue what they pursue. So it's essential. So that's number three. Number four, get mentorship and get some guidance. And so the value of learning from others cannot be understated. You have finding mentors, joining masterminds in, inside of the space that you're in, um, investing in the shortcuts, right? The shortcuts on the map, investing in ex- someone else's experience those are critical aspects to accomplishing what you're going to accomplish. It gives you community around like-minded people. It also gives you a shortcut to where you're trying to go so you can avoid some of the problems along the way. And so I'm part of a couple masterminds. I have many coaches and mentors. I'm also the coach of many people and I facilitate 
masterminds in, in certain business areas. For example, we have an e-commerce mastermind and e-commerce coaching program where we help people have sh- get shortcuts from point A to point B while they're building and growing their e-commerce business, right? Whatever that is for you, it's very, very valuable that you invest in those kind of things because if you want to pursue this in the most efficient way possible and get good at the boring things, you want to surround yourself by other people that care about the boring things, right? If you want to get healthy and work and get the body that you want, it's best to get into a class with other like-minded people that also want to get the health goals that, they, that you want because you, you, uh, you have accountability and you also have people that understand you and you're more likely to get that success. So that's number four. Number five, become a great leader. So leading others is going to be a big key to your success. You have to get good at being a leader. You have to make the rest of the people around you care about the boring stuff too, right? If you own a company or if you run a family, it doesn't matter. People around you have to care about the things that are required to be successful, right? So you have to persuade them, influence them, lead them in a way that actually makes them care about the things that are required to be successful. And that means you have to become a very good leader. And you're gonna have to hire people to cover your downsides over time, right? So the things that are boring that you don't like to do that you've gotten good at, now you can hire someone to do that. Now at least you understand it at a high level and you know who needs to fit in that role. So that's number five. And number six, surround yourself with believers, people who believe big, okay? Your friends and your peer groups are critical to your success. Um, We've all heard that you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. That idea is true. You must surround yourself with people that elevate you in every possible area, right? Rather than pull you down. You need to eliminate all the people that create doubt. You must share your ideas, those big ideas that you have. Part of, if not the biggest reason that people don't execute on the ideas that they have is because they're scared that the ideas will fail. And that's because the people around them. And also, the people around them put doubt in their minds about those ideas and they actually listen to those doubts. So that's a big reason why big ideas don't get the execution and the care to the boring stuff that they need to actually be successful. So do you really want to let those ideas die with you because because you have some doubt about them? I don't think so. You At the end of your life, when you look back, you want to look back and say, oh, I had that idea. It was a calling in my life and I pursued it. Maybe I was successful. Maybe I wasn't. Maybe it, maybe it was good. Maybe it wasn't, but I pursued it. You don't want to look back and say, oh, I had that idea or had that deep desire and calling and I just never pursued it because I was scared because people put doubt in my minds because people said it wasn't possible, whatever it is, right? You don't want that. So those are six steps to helping you balance your vision and caring about the details and executing them as well. I'm going to end here by just thinking through a couple things. One, you can apply this across your life. All right. So mastering this idea of caring about what, what everyone else doesn't want to do, mastering this idea applies to all areas of your life. It's it's in it's it applies to the success in your business. We've talked about that. It applies to personal finances and personal health, right? We've talked about that. It, it applies to achieving consistent 
daily discipline, which actually is the secret to freedom because you're not controlled by your vices, right? It applies to that. Extraordinary results in any area require extraordinary effort and care and attention to detail. And that's what's important here. And so let's, let's talk about um, if you lean more towards attention to detail, because there's two types of people, right? Or there's more than two types, but generally people either lean more towards attention to detail or more towards the idea and moving fast and breaking things. All right, so if you lead more towards attention to detail, um, what are some things that you can do to balance that to bring a little bit more fast action into your life so that you don't freeze up? Well, the first one is realizing that failure is a necessary step to success. You have to reframe failure as learning. And what's always helped me with that is the idea of saying, I am a learner. Be the learner because you can't fail learning, right? You only fail if you don't learn, right? So realize that failure is a necessary step. and Don't be scared of that because that's probably what's keeping you from, from acting a little bit faster. Surround yourself with people who create accountability, right? So you might have mentorships, you might have masterminds or peer groups that, that create some level of accountability where if you're lagging behind, you're going to feel out of place and actually going to call you on it, right? So that's another thing you can do. And the last thing, third thing that you can do is Commit to things that require you to take action. So one tactic that I like to use for myself, if I am wanting, if I feel a calling and a vision to do a certain thing, especially if we're trying to start a certain business area, what I'll do is I will resource that thing. So I might hire someone to run that thing. I might invest in it in some capacity. And by doing that, I realize that I will lose that money and look pretty silly if I still don't act on that thing. So that's one tactic that I use. Let's say you lean more towards moving fast and breaking things. What are some things that you could do to balance that out with caring about the boring stuff, caring about the precision and the detail, right? So the number one thing is realizing that the approach of ready, fire, aim actually is a wasteful approach. And I've talked about this in depth. I can link to another video. Planning and patience, ready, aim, fire, is very, is very important to success. The Navy SEALs, and I've said this before, have a, have, a, have a phrase called smooth is slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And it's the idea that precision is actually what's fast. Okay, so you have to realize that that's important. Because if you can't realize that that's important, then you, then you kind of stop there. Second thing is surround yourself with detail-oriented people, right? And so hire people, partner with people, like surround yourself with people that don't have what you have, even though you need to improve on it. Like those people actually help you improve on it. And the third thing is learn to love the tasks that others hate. So if you're moving fast and breaking things, I believe at the core, it's because you actually don't have the resilience and the courage that it takes to do things that are not fun. And that, that might be hard to listen to and just digest that for a second. But I think it comes down to wanting to be on a thrill ride every day and maybe even not having the discipline to not do the things that 
give you a dopamine hit all day long, right? And moving fast is really what that is. Like you're getting a dopamine hit, you're getting satisfaction from the act, from the action. It's it's like the roller coaster ride. And that's really not the way to engineer success or to run a successful business or to lead people, right? It's kind of a reckless way to lead people. And so I think it's really important that you think about what are the things that I avoid doing that I should be doing? What what are the boring things and the detail-oriented things, um, the things that most people don't want to do? What are they? And then maybe it's time that you do those. Maybe, Maybe you need to learn to love those. Go listen to my other talk about loving the process of winning and the progress of winning. Like those are the things that are critical to to doing those boring things. But you have to kind of trick your mind into loving them. Right. And so there's so that that would be the third thing. And so if you're a business owner, how can you effectively tell if you're balancing attention detail and swift action? So number one, are you achieving successful external results, right? Because if there are external results, then that might show that you have some balance, right? If, if, um, if you're getting profit and your business is growing, then you might be balancing those well. If you're getting a lot of profit, but you're losing money, like the example I said, and, and you're, everything's imploding and you go home and you cry, then, then maybe they're not balanced correctly and you need to, need to get those more, more imbalanced. The second assessment is, how do you feel? Do you feel fulfilled or unfulfilled? The balance of these two things is going to lead to more fulfillment, right? When you're pursuing an idea and you're, you're doing the hard work to, get, to, to achieve that idea, right? You're going to feel fulfilled in the work that you're doing. And if you don't feel fulfilled, maybe that balance is out of whack. And then the third self-assessment is, how do people feel around you? Do they feel inspired or uninspired? Right? Are they do, do do you see the people that you lead getting better? Or do you see them like rolling your their eyes at you, which is generally a poor indication of, of that balance? So that's the third assessment there. But here's the deal: the boring stuff is where real progress is made. And by consistently executing the mundane actions that no one else wants to do, that 99% of people are unwilling to do, you will become the model of what others hope to be. And that is truly where you can start to inspire people. So if you've got some ideas of other boring things that have contributed to, to the success of your life, I'd love to hear them in the comments below or in the, or just shoot me a message on Instagram or you know, in an email or something like that if you're listening to this on the podcast. So I hope this helps you live a high-performance and successful life. For more tips like this from me or to work with me, you can visit kennethott.com or kenott.com. That's K-E-N-O-T-T.com. And until next time, thanks and never stop growing. <laughs>